Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 689, recorded today on, where's my date? Oh, I haven't got a date anywhere. Oh, it's the 30th of August, that's right. It's apparently still summer, though you wouldn't know it. It was, uh, yeah, anyway, it's not a weather podcast. I can't help it, I'm British. That's all I ever talk about outside of music technology, which is the subject of this <laughs> podcast, you'll be pleased to know. Not weather. And we have a great panel for you this week. But uh, So, yes, let's get on to, uh, just want to say hello, uh, thank you to everybody in the chat room and all your chatties very pleased to see you thanks very much again wagyu to his great work in the administration the moderation and also the other stuff don't forget we've actually got a bit a, a big live event coming up on the 8th of september that's friday the 8th we're doing another one of our sort of imam style events battery operated orchestra finley shakespeare jim glue amongst many others there are seven acts playing a live stream do check that out but also we're doing this thing if you want to check out the um if you want to be involved in the interval music because what we've, we've struggled sort of month on month when we've done these to actually have something that we can play in a live stream without kind of getting clobbered for, for uh, copyright. So what I've done is I've created a little form, which if I post this, hopefully it will show up in the uh, in the topics. Uh, in the not in the topics. What am I trying to say? The uh, the oh the chat. Oh, it doesn't seem to be working, but I'll post it in the chat here. But yeah, there it goes. Uh, so if you want to submit your music, uh, what happens is it will play while it's playing in all the interviews because there's intervals between each act. Uh, it will show your name, your uh, the track name and the link to more stuff and that will get posted real time in the comments so anyway that is where you need to go to submit stuff we've got a lot of tracks already but uh, feel free there's going to be quite a lot of music required so if anyone wants to do that that's absolutely fine anyway on to our guests because we have an absolute well one could say it's a it's an all-star cast and i'm going to come over to you first uh, this is you look who it is you wouldn't recognize him because you can't see his hands there they are they're famous ah, he promised us he was going to go full frontal. it's a, it's, it's my <laughs> melodies alex how are you hi hi thanks nick yeah i'm really good thank you um as i was saying before to you uh, i'm in a weird you catch me at a weird very strange time in my life where i've basically given up my day job the thing they say never to do and have decided to try and make being a you know an arb on the internet my job uh, which is, yeah it is weird. it's you. weird thank you it's it's super weird though and i know that i'm talking like yourself nick and ben and jamie have have been freelance you know creatives for many many years obviously and you know i know nick you've obviously you produce music and then you've also done the youtube thing and now this and your your media empire so you're, you're kind of old hands but for <laughs> me honestly like i've spent you know since 2006 working in the music technology industry and having a variety of different jobs all of which i've enjoyed but it does feel weird it feels like cheating to not have a boss other than the work that you <laughs> want to do it's so weird um but i consider myself fortunate but it 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 didn't happen overnight like this has taken literally more than a decade maybe i could have done it sooner but anyway whatever um it's wild and it might not work so uh thanks for indulging me and having me on uh well i'm free to do such things um and make oh, videos it's always a stuff. pleasure always a pleasure well i'm glad to have that so uh, actually we talked about one of the videos you did last week which was the uh intelligel sea legs which i have to say was a fine job a mere 58 minutes or, or thereabouts it must was have, it yeah what sorry did, about what, that if I, yeah what did you well, start it at was that the cut down version 
Yeah, I mean, the thing, the reality is there's an old saying that if I'd had more time, I could have made it shorter. And that mm. was just right at the end of my having a day job. So I had to fit that one in. And so I could have probably made it shorter. But I, I, whenever I ask people, like, do you want me to cut these down? People are like, no, 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 leave them long. And I don't know. It's a really hard balance to strike. You probably all encounter this. Those who make YouTube videos is like what to leave out is the greatest and most difficult thing to to say and I, I try and watch it through as, as objectively as I can and just be like I'm entertained this is what I want to see am I bored and then you know if I'm ever bored then I take it out but um yeah seal eggs it's really good it is a wicked module yeah. and I have it in my live system I am preparing a live system for Machina Bristronica later because I'm playing at the after party of that event next month nice. and so I want to like try and play my modular and I've also got the Roland TR8 like the old green TR8 greatest drum machine that I think they've ever made I would dare to yeah. say on record um, and so I want to play those and so I'm doing that I've done seal eggs and I'm working on the next why we bleep there's a why we bleep that will come out tomorrow with rival so consoles busy a busy busy time. busy time well uh, we'll have to get now if you're playing again then uh, we'll have to uh, invite you along to one of our e-moms when we're Good not this one obviously we're fully booked but the next one would be lovely to 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 get you involved uh, great anyway lovely to have you Alex and um, you know nice to um, nice to see your face so Thanks, those of you who haven't before, this is what he looks like. There we go. And we've also got, well, I, I mean, this week we've got people we haven't had on for ages, which is always lovely. So we've essentially got, uh, well, I, I don't really know where to go to next. I'm going to go to uh, DivKid because I haven't seen Ben for a long time. Ben has also seems to have a new studio with lots of clampage going mm. on there. You've just, and, and white and yeah. diffused lighting. Look at all that. And a graphic equaliser, everything. Taking it seriously, yeah. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can come to me next, I guess, because I am, what, 20, 30 minutes from Alex? We're, the, we're quite close to each other uh, now. Um, now Alex so is back up in the north. Yeah, and then we can jump as far away to uh, to Jamie in a moment. But, um, yeah, no, all good. I mean, I've had this this frame. I mean, a tip for anyone, it's, it's a bit hard to – I can't angle up much more than that. That white yeah, frame at the top of the ceiling – I'm in an extension here, and when we built the room, I was looking at all sorts of like scaffolding and strut mounting and all the stuff I was discussing with the builder. And he was like, mm -hmm. I, "Yeah, exactly." Mm -hmm. And he was like, mm -hmm. "I could just do this out of wood, and if you're going to paint the ceiling white, just paint it white, and I'll bolt it up into the floor above properly. You could hang on it, go to town." And I was like, "You know how much would that cost?" Is like an afternoon and a bit of timber. And I was like, "Do it, yeah, do that." Yeah. So yeah, everything is clamped up absolutely as much as possible um i've just a rearranged rather than a new studio um ah, just okay. put the big six in as the center piece the ssl big six ah the ssl yeah um, which has been really nice and then you can see i'm filming the soft boxes and lights up at the moment but um some surge gear as well i'm enjoying so yeah a rearrange and a refresh um more That's than a new a studio up. but no it's feeling good That's Excellent. Well, I, I, I'm, I can just vouch for the, uh, actually, this isn't, there is some 
trussing up there, but it's actually some cheap home-based ladders, which happen to be the entire width of the studio, which I've just um, jubilee clamped together. So that, But they actually provide a really rigid... You could hang on them, but I would probably hang nice. at the edges rather than the middle. That's where we put a lot of our stuff. We've also got trussing bars, but yeah, it does make sense. But, well, let's go over to... Uh, let's zoom across the Atlantic. I wish I had a transition that could sort of somehow <laughs> imply that uh, we were zooming across the Atlantic, but I'm just going to go with a cut, Jamie, I'm afraid. Uh, Jamie time. Liddell there, who's Hello. in his new studio. Or I think it's new this studio. Good. Right? It's good, yeah. It's new, yeah. I, I I, I'm still calling it new. It's been, um, you know, it's it still smells it's new. You know what I mean? Of paint. <laughs> it's got that fresh paint sort of vibe, yeah. Uh, no, it's really good. It's definitely, um, oh, it's taken me a little while to get used to. Um, and it sort of had a lot of stops and starts, as these things often do. But, yeah, it's really good now. Uh, and all my stuff is pretty much in and and you know i'm i've got my desk in here you know, which is a whole new world for me and uh my computer's off to the side now which is why i can sort of do this rolling thing which is kind of trippy oh. and weird i'll show you the desk, desk go, you see if i can go all the way around hang on Whoop. oh wow what is that that's, that's the zale the am1 oh i don't know that that's, oh, that's yeah. a proper desk <laughs> It is a proper it? desk. It's a, it's pretty much what this studio is about. It's about like allowing me CV to use control. that console. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. I've got, six of the CV, I've got six of the CV um, channels, which is that's twelve inputs. Yeah, it's very decadent, and and I made these little <sighs> custom Eurorack modules that kind of like interface with it. Uh, and yeah, wow, it's still good. It's uh, and I guess yeah, if you have, it's so. If you, have, uh, DC, DC, if you have DC-coupled audio outputs, you can uh, control it from Max for Live devices from Ableton as well. Just have all sorts of crazy modulation yeah, going on, right? Yeah, you can kind of basically automate, you know, like you would on a, an old-school desk with automation, so, you know, nice. which is cool. And I've been using, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's great. And it's, a, it's almost endless in terms of what I can coax, but obviously... <laughs> The time isn't endless, so it's kind of like I rush in there and go, ah, what? Oh, do a pod, do this, do that. What else can I do? And it's just like, well, I can kind of plug some stuff into the desk and then go to bed. So it's just yeah. been a little bit like, um, all I need is time, you know? I think we can all yeah, relate to that probably. Well, that's, okay, here's a question for you all, because, I mean, obviously everybody, you know, um, uh, Alex, you've you've presumably repurposed or, or refocused your space. Ben, you've done the same. Uh, Jamie, you've kind of rebuilt your space. Has it made a difference in the creative, maybe not the, I'm, I'm not asking for justification for it, like, are you more productive? But does it change the way you, uh, uh, your relationship you're having with the, the, the creative process, shall we say? Um, maybe that's it. I'll tell you what here, what's, what's been essential for me is I, I can't put stuff in this room because it's a lot smaller than my old space. I don't have a lot of storage. So I've had to like make storage areas in the house, which I had to organize. And that got me into these things, these little things. I want to share about these little things. I think they're made by Global Industries. I'm sure you guys are probably aware of this, but I wasn't, and I love this. This light has been so good for me. These are little blue boxes, basically, and they kind of fit onto a metal sheet. So you put this metal sheet on your wall, and then you have these removable boxes. 
Yeah. And they're quite small, but you just have like all your different like um, USB-C to A cables. And then you have, you know, all these, everything is like just in these little blue boxes. So I just walk in there and go, yeah. oh, I just need this Euro adapter. I say, yeah. And I just need my nine volts and they're all in this one blue box. And it's like, for some reason, yeah. I've never worked it out before and it's incredible. And I just can't get enough of these blue boxes. I just want them everywhere. <laughs> I just want. They the, use them in. I just want everything. They use them in, in metalworking, metalworking shops, don't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I, like I've, seen, that. I've seen that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like that. We so had the same. Handy. We had the same thing because uh, Midiera Chris came down to the studio in the summer and said, "I really like organising stuff, and your place is a mess. Can I come and <laughs> come and organise it?" And <laughs> that's that, so great, now we've got. Yeah. There are drawers for power supplies and power supplies, yeah, and twelve yeah. volts power supplies, and more, and, and all that cool. stuff actually makes a makes a really big. You difference have to stay on top of it, obviously, because <laughs> yeah. it can it can just be madness. But the good thing about this room, yeah, I just. Um, you know, I got sent um, the Synclavia, you know, the regen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, because I did, like, a bunch of sounds for them ages ago. Like, it was a funny thing. I, like, they asked me to do some sounds, and then it seemed like it was never going to happen, and suddenly it was out, and I heard, like, all the sounds in the loop-up demo and all of that and i was like oh so i wrote to him saying can i can i have a go <laughs> with it and uh so they sent me that so last night that was my example of like quickly cramming in an hour or two of doing some stuff had a quick fiddle about with that and uh mm. then went to bed <laughs> but uh yeah no it's i don't know about creativity i mean i think having a console obviously that's a that's just a different headspace isn't it and just sort of thinking yeah uh, what the pros and cons and like do I really want to do mixing through the desk and like how to do mixing and like what's it for and what are the you uh, know so you're still working on the workflow yeah 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 but it's it's uh it's great great problem to have oh you know my favorite invention in this con in this studio is this little desk here oh I'm not gonna be able to see it now uh maybe you can see it it's sort of like this thing where yeah where that Eurorack thing is that desk is is dead good because it, on the back of the of the desk it is like just jack's jack's inputs and usb and midi like on a kind of custom patch bay like a 2u bay ah. it's, it's strapped to the back of the desk and the whole desk is just on one umbilical just sort of like this yeah, all like snakeskin nice. together. You w you put something down like this little Eurorack case and like jack into the back and it comes up on the patch bay and then you just plug, then nice. you're ready to go. So oh, all you need well, is your little cables. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, oh. that was my favorite like invention for this room. It's just like the best <laughs> thing. Because so many times you sort of think, this is a thing about workflow, I think, in studios. Like you think, oh, I'm going to pull out like a SP1200 or something. I, I want to use all the eight outputs. And it's like, okay, great. Okay, so uh, put the thing somewhere. Oh, how am I going to get the cables into the desk? Do I go to the patch bay direct? Do I have a DI box thingy? Yeah. How's it going to actually work? But then it's not in a good place to use. So this desk moves around and it has all the connectors on the back. You just go jack, 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 plug the power in and you're ready to rock. I mean, that just makes it for me like if in this digital age when a lot of the virtual stuff sounds so good, if you're going to use the real gear, it is more of a faff. So you've got to take the faff away way as much as you can and then like i think we've all we've all been there right with that <laughs> like the anti-faff you know um mindset is just great and if you if you get it it's just like so satisfying the blue boxes and and the table but you know um uh, anyway yeah <laughs> that's it hello 
<laughs> One quick thing, um, not to make it all about that desk, but what's CV controllable on that desk, Jamie? What is CV controllable? Good question. Um, well, the volume, uh, the panning, mm-hmm. um, all of the AUX sends, and there's six of those. Then there's a stereo width control, and then there's a, a, a wet dry balance to an insert, send, and return. Then there's the high pass filter, it, um, a low pass filter, and then the mid band and the Q. And then there's a couple more things as well. <laughs> it's like got. Sorry, yeah, no, Jamie, voltage party, voltage party at your place. Wow. Oh man, That's yeah. Insane. I want to have you guys come over. It would be, it'd be amazing if we could just somehow. It, 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 you tell you what I love doing with this. It's, it's really something, the first thing I wanted to try, aside from AMing the desk, which you can totally do, which is totally bananas because you're using like Zale, like VCAs or whatever. But, um, but that is the whole point. It's like I'm use, I make a little polysynth and then I'll send CV envelopes. I'll just send envelopes into the volumes of the channels. So the, all I'll do is plug the oscillator straight into the desk. And then just like CV control the volume, and it's so clean. You've never heard a Eurorack sound so delightful and so, man, it's just, it's that alone is just so lush. So, yeah, it's a real, it's a real luxury item, but, um, you know, I treat it myself. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fun. nice. Onto the studio thing. Um, it's well worth anyone that's thinking of having a tidy, having a tidy. I got myself, I mean, it compounded with a few other things that were going on, but just in a, mm. in this space, just not enjoying being in here from just this really big, long, unproductive stretch of just not just stopping and going, look, for a week, I'm just going to pull this out. Um, Alex was someone I rang. I was just like, do you want to come round and just have a brew and like just tell me what's really rubbish about this space? And he was like, I'm on holiday, but jump on FaceTime. And we just had 10 minutes of me doing this, kind of going, what do you think about doing this in this corner? Is like, mate, you just need to tidy up. Like, you just need to tidy up. And, and I've got all these big, wise ideas of, yeah, but if what about this bit at the back of the room? I'll do this with the keyboards. And he's like, you just need to tidy up and then get into all that stuff. And it's made such a difference making this space better. The other thing yeah. that's been really handy, certainly with small items, if you've got modular or loads of pedals, just having a spreadsheet as to where everything is. I have a new video I'm working on at the moment moment and there's an older module by that brand that i want to put in the video and just being able to open up a file just hit command and f and just type that in and go oh it's the fourth drawer down at the back of the room or it's in the white drawers under the front desk or that's been a game changer for speed in terms of hunting for little items and adapters and all the things jamie said as well you know boxes of cables we can go this is the box of xlrs this is all xlrs to jacks that and a spreadsheet has been a, a real wonder on on a really cheap front um for making audio connections on a desk patch bays well the, the story is and i'll make some silly clickbait video thing about this but i dropped a patch bay on the floor and it sprung into pieces you know the each little pcb ah. and set of jacks flying out and i looked at it and thought i could wrap and sticker that so this is just a bit of a patch bay you know and they, they're all on separate little pcbs so I've wrapped in electrical tape. I've got some stickers made that just tell me what. <laughs> so I've got these that I've, that I've, A, are just a nice splitter if I need a splitter, but whether it's one or multiple, so like a group of four or eight in a kind of my own little block patch bay, I've started taping these and connecting these underneath shelves and on desks. So you go to the back of the desk and you're like, there's my stereo audio. And then the other side of the desk is, oh, there's my stereo output rather than input or... 
MIDI oh, feeds yeah. and stuff like that. I've just started trailing cables and dotting these around. And considering you can find an old patch bay for about 15, 20 quid, I mean, don't drop it on the floor, pull them out properly, but either throw it on the floor or pull them out. You end up with loads of these then, either jack splitters or little things you can make up. Um, and then getting the drill out as an extension to that. I've just built this little switch box. I need to wire it up, but um, two six-way switches with an insert point in between. I got these big chunky kind of electrical switches because it's going to deal mm. with some valve gear, um, which I'll be sure to turn off and put a big warning that I need to turn it off before I start switching valve gear. But, and I'm just going to custom print for these. So it'll be effectively, I could pick a synth and then choose where it goes or pick an instrument and choose where it goes or a pedal. Or So I'm just trying to kind of workflow hack the space with these boxes and, Mm. these boxes aren't too expensive you know sockets aren't that expensive um totally bespoke and custom of what i'm trying to do so that's a bit extreme but i definitely advise breaking up a patch bay for anyone that wants to split some signals and drop cables around the room Excellent that's been a good, idea, good kind of tip that's, uh, that's that's smart that really is good <laughs> oh, we've lost your audio nick not sure i can hear you nick the quiet nick pat uh, he's scrambling. Maybe I can take over. Pulse with <laughs> <Go on. laughs> I can mean, you I can pick like up this. Yeah, we've lost to... yeah exactly. Can, can like, you channel your uh, inner in One, two, bat. one, two. Maybe. Am I back? Oh, there he is. There we yeah. go. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. I was going to say, Alex, um, now the pressure's on you. Everybody's come up with these fantastic tips. <laughs> What's yours? Well, I actually have a lot to say about studio design because I'm currently building a studio in my bloody garden. Uh, well, not right now. I'm talking to you on the internet. But um, ah. this room is not where I should be. I shouldn't be in it's my living staging. room making, ah. making videos. This is my living room. This is a chaos. This chaos is not what it should be. And... and and with regard to the design of studios, you need a purpose-built space that has that accommodates the weird your weird workflows. And for mm. for me personally, I mean, I both make YouTube videos and I also produce uh, music. So I need to have all my gear mm. set up and ready to go. I mean, I made a video about this, but it was on that the podcast I did with BT. He's like, you should make it so that it takes twenty seconds to turn on your gear, otherwise you won't. And he's, I think he's absolutely mm. right. I think you, true. you, you do not do that at your peril. And obviously what Ben was doing with, with the chaos that was his messy studio, just get everything out of the way and make it so that it, it's ready to go. It's obvious, obviously it's obvious, but it's not easy to do, especially when, if you are in a space like this. So like right here, I've got a light and an overhead camera attached to the light with like a Manfrotto arm. But really I need like the overhead trusses like you've got yeah. and, so on and so forth. But basically, I, long story short, is this is my living room and I'm building a, a sort of four by 4.6 metered studio in the garden, which is part built, but I'm soundproofing. And in there, I'll have like an end where I can, you know, an end of the room with an overhead truss, a bit like, a bit like yours, Nick, but not as tricked out. I always loved like coming to film at yours, Nick, where you've got like the, you know, the MIDI mm. switches and you've got all of this, like the just the, 
the sort of connecting ephemera that just make the streamline the process of making a video <laughs> where you what you seem to yeah. be able to basically just go up and hit record and you just you're done and that's that's sort of my dream a bit like the you know casey neistat like if you ever watch the video mm. of him in his studio where he's got like you know here's just like where my batteries live and the charges are there and he can just take his like sony battery and just click it in and it's all connected to power it's all like they're they're like uh, tape to the wall, you know. So it's that level of level of customization and kind of purpose built nature, which I just think if you've got a, if you've got a purpose, you just you do need to make your space work for you because yeah. uh, we're all struggling for time. Even those of us who do this full time still don't have enough time, do we, Jamie? So you just need to make it easier for yourself. Like so, streamline. You know that. What BT said in the podcast, he's like, it's a gift. You know, it's a gift to the future to to work on your your auto loads he was saying you know like his the programs that just start his computer up ready to go the the, the wiring that's just ready to go the fact that all of his euro modules are just clocked he doesn't have to set up the clock he's like well is that in is that x it's all done so he can just rock up to it and just hit play and play you know so no, no, it's definitely, yeah. I had a really nice comment on that 22nd video just the other day, which I pinned, which someone was like, I watched this last year and it's like almost changed my life. Like, because I just had everything, it was a big, big old mess. And I just streamlined it. So it was one button to turn everything on and I use it more. So yeah, that, yeah, I think that's totally true. I mean, you know, it, as, yeah. especially with video, you know, you can mess around for ages trying to get it all right. And it's, you know, so oh, the yeah. idea here is that one person can operate. So, okay, um, let's get back into, uh, well, we could go to a topic. I just don't, I suppose the first one we've got to do is, because everybody's been talking about this, is uh, Andrew Huang's uh, first plugin together with Baby Audio. So let's, uh, let's just have a look at this. I'm releasing a plugin today. I believe with my whole heart that it is amazing to the point where uh, I'm not going to do anything flashy in this video. I'm just going to record my computer screen and show it to you. So this is Transit. It's a super creative. Oops, I pressed the right. button wrong there, and there we go. Let's I'm start releasing a again. plug-in today. I, beg I your believe with my whole heart that it is amazing <laughs> to the point circles around the knobs. That's showing you the current value of that parameter. So now as I turn this transition control, you're going to hear those three parameters changing over time. And you can do this. I'm not going to play it or that he goes into it and I, I'm even though I, I messed up the uh, the button press there the, the central thing is it's just a really genius idea because as we know you know when you're doing transitions in and out of sections of songs you're often automating multiple parameters and to repeat that is actually a real pain because you might have a plug-in being automated on a bus you might have this you might have a synth thing you might have all of it and this just allows you to automate the entire thing of the audio going into it macros it's really blindingly simple yet completely obvious then you can save that patch and then you can just automate that single main parameter i'm sure you can automate the individual ones as well so you can make it as long as you want you can set the curve of it it just seems like an absolutely genius idea to be honest and um much as you know much as i'm slightly jealous i'm also uh, i'm also really appreciative of the fact that you know sometimes those simple ideas just really work out baby audio of course have been a sponsor of the show i think this is 49 59 bucks at the moment it goes up to 99 but it seems like a great thing i know jamie you you did uh, your recent uh, hanging out with audio files uh, your um oh goodness what's his name nitty i with john hopkins nitty. John Hopkins, the, uh, the John uh, and Hopkins that was sponsored yeah. by this. So, I mean, you, you, yeah. this sounds like the sort of thing that actually is probably right up your street as well. 
Totally, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, always a big fan of the tornado and everything, the sugar bites, and the, with that mindset, kind of you know, relatively similar in a lot of ways. But I think the thing that differentiates this is this, it's a lot cleaner, you know? It's just, like, really mm. easy to look at, which is a big deal, because anything like this, ultimately, it's a macro knob, but there's a lot of micro <laughs> control, you know what I mean? That's the whole yeah. point. It's like, does it do the thing correctly at the top of the thing you know you've got to tune all of that and then once you've got it set you're ready to rock but yeah in the nitty i kind of went i kind of thought what can i do that won't be on all the other demos it probably will but um i figured i'd done it before when you do the sort of thx thing when you start in one chord and transition to another and uh so i, I got this to happen with it. hang on see if this works Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, it's basically like the putting a bunch of them, you know, starting on a certain note. It has an oscillator in it, which I really appreciate. That was just like, oh, putting an oscillator in it's brilliant. And you can make a little, you can do a polyphonic chord shift. It's a bit of a faff because you've got to have like, I think there's like 30 yeah. instances of transit. But I was impressed that I could run 30 instances with no cpu issues it's really good and then in the pod actually i i thought i thought oh i should use transit properly because i often do the things where i'm sort of you know shouting into the abyss and going Nitty! and all of that so i was just like oh i can just use it here for a transition for a proper use of it and i did and it was like oh yeah all i've got to do is pull the one line up and, and place it at the right spot in my my daw mm. and uh sure enough Pops your uncle. It is really fun. I mean, it's the same in Eurorack, isn't it? If you can get so many things I used to f be fascinated by with Raymond Scott's music and stuff, it's like, oh, the, the reason this is happening and all the synth designs of, of the classic ones, you can get to the things you need to control really quickly and often a lot of them at the same time. And um, it's quite hard to do sometimes in Eurorack. You've got to like concentrate on that. But when you do get it right, you can be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. And then it'll sweep up and do the delay feed and it'll do the la 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 and I'll be, you know, be happy days. So um, yeah, it's good. You know, we don't have enough time, as we said. So this saves time. <laughs> well, that's yeah, true. Good too. Excellent. Good. And Alex, Alex, I mean, you're... I mean, you perform live. I mean, and you're did, this sort of thing that would be lovely to have in your. I don't know how you could possibly achieve it, but just for those sort of you know the the the, the door based transition. I wonder if it works. How how well it works on maybe um, live inputs. That would be an interesting thing. Yeah, I think it probably will be quite low latency. Andrew sent it to me. I think Ben as well. And I've had a quick play with it, and it it is nuts. It's like because I like live. I would use this more than I do on like music. Like the music I write doesn't tend to have like risers and stuff, but that is something that I have specifically been thinking about with live. Uh, and in fact, actually, weirdly, I borrowed a Pioneer RMX 1000 from Pioneer. I think that's right, which is their sort of, it's like a, a DJ controller that has a riser knob on it and it has like EQ effects and kill switches and a little drum machine built in. And it's sort of almost like, it's not, but it's sort of like a live version of transit because you've got like a big knob that creates an effect and you sort of go like, you know, DJ high pass or whatever, and it will add a high pass. It will add some noise going like, whoosh, 
and then some reverb and stuff. <laughs> so suddenly you are creating quite similar things in the live spectrum. But um, yeah, like the thing that struck me with transit because initially I started trying to create like complex risers, and I was like, oh, you you actually need to spend some time like actually finessing where you want it to start and where you want it to end. There's a yeah. lot of controls that you can interact with. Um, but then what sort of struck me was just this idea that you, for whatever it is, even for like $99, it's like 18 effects in one. So actually, if you even don't use it as a transitional effect, but use it as a kind of multi-effect where you've got mm. the ability to have like, you know, distortion with chorus with OTT with whatever, you know, or a filter and a wave folder and it's, all that stuff is in there, along with like the oscillator and the noise. You can basically create these mad compound effects. So I put it on like mm. drums. I had drums that had loads of effects on them already. So static almost, added, you could have them, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like they'll be, they're animated, but the, you can stack them up simultaneously and it's not using the transitional element, but just more saying, here's a way that I can very quickly compound Eight effects or whatever it is that you can have at any one time and then the other thing which he does show later mm. in that video which is really brilliant is that you can randomize all of the settings of every block and you can randomize the existence of the blocks and what they are so therefore you can kind of just glitch effect by hitting randomize and you're just getting these orteca things where suddenly it's like one thing then another thing then another thing then another thing and then he's like oh you are i'll create a resample uh, you know in ableton create a new track set it to resample mm. and just print print that glitchy shifting insanity yeah. Yeah. i mean the only thing i wished it had was was kind of automation of that the transit knob i almost wanted to be like a cheering machine you know where the transit knob itself would step and yeah. jump around of course you can do that with automation so and you yeah. can do that with max yeah, yeah, for live but um, but it's 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 super cool and mm. it's it's true that yeah. it is it's sort of in that world of like sugar bites tornado and effectrix yeah. and stuff but it's sufficiently its own little thing. Um, yeah, I think cool. I hope it will do really well because Baby Audio seemed very good at promoting stuff and getting out there. So yeah, more power to him. I hope it does well for him. Actually, the can you MIDI control better, the randomize? Sorry, I just uh, suddenly thought I, I was trying to work out. Can you actually put that on a MIDI control? Because I that was my yeah. first thought. Can I map it to a button and wang that yeah. wang that button? A I lot. think they're going <laughs> to have to add that because that seems like. That's, that would be key. It can't, oh, it can't be that. So, Ben, I, I, this is really, this, this is kind of an interesting thing. I mean, I, I could imagine this working quite well. I mean, you imagine a, a kind of a, 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 a four stereo input Eurac device, each one you can stick some kind of effect on and then just sort of transition, you know, based on patches. I mean, I think, I thought, when, didn't Behringer talk about doing a... Uh, some kind of a, a, a multi-effects device that was sort of based on the DeepMind, where you have four algorithms and you could automate that sort of... This is sort of thing that could could actually be quite a useful thing for playing out live, right? And then without having to run a computer to, to access this sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Yoro Rack specifically, four things come to mind. Bare modules make a knob that generates a voltage, and then you can scale that out four ways, a bit like how you're scaling around the knob turns in transit. Uh, future sound systems have the macro, which they did with yeah. Daniel Miller from Mute. Uh, VC transitions by ADAC. That one's on a slider. If you want a kind of different interface, you know, sliders, knobs, feeling different. Um, and there's the control from Music Thing Modular, which is just four big mm. kind of dials. It doesn't quite do the macro thing. You'd need a lot of utility to patch that out to lots of other things. Um, but doable. I mean, this brings together 
I used to make a lot of sample packs for Loop Masters and this kind of thing, building complex risers, sold incredibly well 10 years ago. Um, it's, it's moved on now. I, I can't imagine we can all just go get transit and uh, make a lot Damn. of things to bring us in some I cash. Thought, I thought I had it then. Damn. <laughs> but that, you know, it's the exact thing that this would do of like, well, I'll automate the pitch of the oscillator up, but the volume of the oscillator will come in. The noise will start louder, but duller and all these different curves and transitions or even just within a synth itself, I didn't realize it had an oscillator. Um, and does that oscillator, yeah, does that oscillator play a note as a MIDI key is held down and stop when no. you take the key off? Ah. No. So you would volume, so you could volume map it on and off with the transit. That'd be useful knob. to have. Yeah. No, no, and gate for the for the MIDI note for the oscillator would make a, a a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Actually, thinking about it. Oh, that'd be yeah. great. I mean, I used to do a lot of that with um, Serum. I'm, I'm aware lots of synths do that, but really, Serum was kind of where my soft synths <laughs> stopped. I'm not, not much more up to date than that. But Serum's great, and just macro controlling, like, oh, I want the noise to come up, but I want it to ring modulate as that happens, and it get really wet and wide, and then snap back down again. And then, as Alex said, embedding that in like Ableton clips so that all those effects movements become this loop that becomes really malleable, like just printing to yeah, audio. That's nice. Um, yeah. I definitely great. want put a, put a thumbs up in for that um, MIDI note to randomize. The IntelliJ Rainmaker is yeah. great for that because you can randomize every oh, yeah. function or just sets of functions and it has a trigger in. So I'm like, every totally. 16 steps hit random or every, yeah. you know eight repeats or 16 repeats give me a different delay and it might be as su subtle as every repeat give me a different filter cut off on a delay feedback or it might be all out autaker both are great i love that yeah i love yeah. that it's the same mm. thing that that trick where you can take uh you have a, an lfo that you can do in one shot but it's note trigger and you just set it to random and then each time you hit it you get a different start value so you can actually randomize mm a lot of things yeah. by patch you can do that i mean i think you can do that in the deep mind actually there's a you can root it so every time you play a chord you know there might be a slight variance and then you can dial in the amount the amount of variation so it might be a bit of might even be pitch which would be make everything just a bit wonky or it might just and it's just it's almost you're sort of almost trying to emulate analog chaos <laughs> i suppose in a way but using sort of uh, other other methodologies but that's that's a that's a top tip it's good fun though this and i think it, i think it's going to do well i think like we said you know we hope it does and i think it will so you know good luck to them okay um yeah well let's done. have a look yeah I, I should probably let's see what else have we got oh, God, i don't know where to go i think i might have to go with the uh, two-handed tape scratcher because it's just such a bonkers idea and i really love it uh, and this this is something that paulie sent in today actually just said i'll oh, check this out and uh, so that's what we're gonna do i'm releasing a plug-in today oh. i believe or we're not maybe we won't do that Oh, for goodness sake. Hold on. Let's just do this. This is probably right. I'm releasing a plug-in today. I... It's all going wrong for me, isn't it? Uh, let me see. What is that one? That is uh, four. Yeah, thank you very much. Is it even four? We no. are the tracks of trap. What's that one? <sighs> Sometimes you have a bad tech day. Sometimes you don't. Today... <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I'm supposed to be playing that. Come on. <laughs> Painting magnetic. Yeah, that's the one that's... One, two, three, four, five. So, yeah, this should work. But ah, it this looks good. Okay. Ah, 
Wait, I don't think this is no. it either. No, it's not it either, man. We could describe it's not, it. Is it? I, don't th- could, I think it's not loaded. I think the problem is, is it's just not loaded. That's the problem. Oh, how embarrassing. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I think what that is... So, ah, that's why. I've switched it off by... There we yes. go. Yes. Yes. So like I said, I've been using this thing like an Echoplex, and I can put multiple playheads on different points on the beat grid that I drew on here. Like here, I'm putting this one a quarter note <laughs> past the record head, and this one another dotted eighth note past that. <laughs> of course, all this can be done with standard delay hardware or software, but here's what's unique about the scrub board. Because the playheads aren't attached, I can jump around to different points in the beat in a really agile way, so I can take an incoming audio signal and really chop it up and turn it into something totally new, like this. <laughs> this is like Jamie's wet dream. That's so good. <laughs> what a dude. It's, 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 sorry about the, the, the mess up at the beginning there, but it's, it was worth waiting for. It's Jeremy Bell. He's done this. It looks like a piece of two-inch tape. I, I think it's two-inch tape. Yeah, and what I like the idea, he's basically got a, a playhead and a record head, one in each hand, and it's just wiggling it around. I mean, you could so do this yeah. on an iOS uh, um, uh, app, I'm sure. But it's just such a great idea. And uh, by the way, do check out his album. It's very not suitable for work, but it's really, it's quite well crafted. It's, I, I, I would say it's like breakbeat Frank Zappa, if I may say so. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about this one, Alex? It's. I thought it, this uh, well, was just. Yeah, don't play the, gla- Don't play a song which about the clap. No. Uh, but it, it was no, like I amazing. I one. thought it sounded like Beck, Beck or something. It's like not what I expected. I thought it was going to be like concrete, but it was like it's like a proper pop song. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, Jamie, you're you're the tape guy, but I just wanted to say, like this for me, what you know, I look at this and I think the future of music technology is not going to be the amount of cycles in our CPU, but it's going to be how these little things help you interact with the music. Like what what the interface is, is what drives the future of music. And here's a perfect example of yeah. making a completely crackers interface out of something that already exists, you know, write heads and read heads and stuff. But just how can so, I interact with them? And I, I like, it's interesting you mentioned the iPad app because I made a note here it was just like Borderlands and Sampler yeah. on the iPad as good examples similar. of this kind of similar worlds but but the fact of the matter is the interface is what w- might help us create a new music even though you know he isn't we're not hearing anything we haven't heard or that, as he says that you couldn't make with other methods but the fact of the matter is that the interface does change what you create and so i'm all for yeah. these like wacky interfaces and long may you're continue. so right man you're so right. Yeah. And I tell you what's been on that interface tip as a slight aside, but man, it's been blowing my mind. Are you guys familiar with the way that the volume control on the original Ons Martino works? And I'm going to probably uh, get this wrong. Isn't it a little lever thing? It's a lozenge. I think they call it the touche or whatever. It's like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think if I'm not wrong, it's like a little leather pouch filled with powder. And like you push in to the powder. Start of any good story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Picture a pouch. Yeah. Right there. Okay. Picture, okay. fill it with powder. And right. um, uh, yeah, yeah. That's your personal pouch, uh, which you can then depress. 
and then that will be your way of expressing yourself with these actually with maybe just that but who would have thought that would be so expressive and yet the thing is i've just listening to that a, the, a messian's music for six ons martineau it is amazing it is stupid it's staggering i think the ons martineau came in 1938 so all i'm thinking is like the expression of volume that you can you can get from this crazy crude powder thing is wildly superior to modern controllers it's just like I, it upsets me so i kind of went on a ra i went down a rabbit hole trying to think how can i do this with any of the gear i've got and so i settled on using the the pulsar 23 because it has those two touch plates for the cv on the right hand side the bottom mm. and you need your fingers to be on both of them at the same time you can kind of depending on the flesh contact, it's pretty good actually. You can get quite good at playing it with variety. And the same thing with this tape thing, you know, it's, it, you need to learn it, you know? The guy's like a master of it at this point, because one of the cool yeah. things is he, he, that tape runs around, but you see him at time, from time to time to stop the tape. And of course, then it, you're frozen and then you can like scratch because then that piece of audio is held in a physical location and then your hand literally kind of selects the It's like the a thing. lap steel almost, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's way. super, super cool. I mean, if he, had, if he had sound on sound on that, and like, I mean, I designed so many things just like this and like, and, and I had them in faders and this is way cooler. I mean, he, he did it. I mean, I just hats off to him. I just really wish he'd make the other thing I really want to see, which is like a drum machine, which is like a bunch of those. <laughs> and then a, like a tape head like flies up and like plays the sound. But I kind of thought if that was on automated faders, then you could kind of like play it and then sort of like record that and then it would sort of play the shapes of the playheads and re remember wow, them okay. but it's quite involved isn't it and it's so like mechanics uh, yeah a lot of mechanics it would be a, probably a clattery old boy it'll probably just sound like you know <laughs> sound like a telephone <laughs> industrial lab yeah but he's brilliant what, what a good dude he reminds me of sort of like yeah other crazy like nerd inventors like quintron and all of that they just he made the drum buddy do you ever see that thing it was like a kind of a cylindrical thing with a bunch of like these light dependent resistors that kind of go around a coffee can and then like holes in the can like shine into the things and then that makes the beat and like just oh, like like these creative dudes are just so like yeah on their own tip and uh, it's a beautiful yeah. it's a beautiful thing isn't it ben i mean it's it's the thing i liked oh, about yeah. it is uh, it reminds me a little bit of the beep boop stuff the monojacks um uh, that we yeah. we shot a video at, 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 um, at super booth in fact he's actually playing a set uh, uh, on the email uh, a gig i'm really looking forward to that because he does a load of little eurac sort of tape based things not quite i don't think mm. they quite do this but there's some things that are close yeah there's also in euro the um uh is it magnetophon by music thing modular that was a just a tape head mm -hmm. on a wire which is also something jack beat boop's done so you can just live scrub cassettes and i think tom whitwell either at super or another event just had strips of tape on a piece of paper and just kind of scribbled next to what was what and you could go back and live scrub and kind of dj scratch over the thing that got me was the the timing grid on the tape because playing with tape yeah. is amazing but when he said <laughs> i have a quarter note and, a, and then an eighth <laughs> note later and just boom just puts the heads on Crazy, amazing man. just live flying yeah. in why what it made me want immediately was a, a third head which would be a feedback head so that the feedback head could be tapped from a different a different delay Oof. point to the ones that yeah. you're hearing because there's an old buchler delay that sputnik modular um 
remade a Yorarak version of. It's got four different time taps out. So you can pick a tap to listen to, but then patch a different one for the feedback. And you get these great multi-tap, all in time, because all the taps like this could be quarter notes and a dotted eighth and whatever time grid you want. I did wonder with that timing grid, if he's got some kind of like MIDI DAW tempo to motor speed, Obviously, if you yeah, speed I'm the not tape sure. It's faster, I was, it, was weird, it was weird. It was weird, but but that music, the music in the background, it was like, is this just sort of weird music that he's got, kind of just because he doesn't like <laughs> silence in his videos, and then he starts playing in time yeah. with it, and it's like, oh, okay, so it's got some kind of relevance, but it was a bit, it was a bit peculiar, I must admit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that grid being a strip of wood with some markings on it, that's not, you know, unlike a screen as suggested for an iPad, where you could just have it always match a grid. Yeah, that's mm, going to change. Yes, yes, that's true. You know, do you have four well, maybe... wooden four tempos that you work at? Or here's the uh, question: yeah. Do you think if he manufactured them and people could buy them, do you think people would buy them? Uh, enough. No, I, I think want. some people would. Yeah, I, I, I think they look really good. For, good I mean, for. they look like, like you say, they're quite hard to learn. But it looks like I'm thinking that you could have knee levers and foot switches, so you can you could use all of your limbs all at the same time. Or maybe you just have a tape head, different tape heads on different fingers, even like like sort of rings <laughs> or a glove. I don't know, but this that's getting a bit uh, a bit. Out. No, you, you that, it, hey, that. That that would work, but I tell you, I've, I used to do that with the, when I was in Super Collider in the, in the late nineties. I used to have a suit of tape, like my whole <laughs> outfit. You rubbed tape. yourself, and then yeah, I had the tape head on the thingy. And but the thing you got quite precise. The smaller the head, the more likely you are yeah. to miss the track. So that's why it being locked in place like he has, that's key. Because if you sort of yeah. just go and just drift around, you can, it all it does is kind of go. You just yeah. get like tiny little bits. The actual area, if you think about it, you're driving down a narrow road, <laughs> you know, and sort of yeah. like you're basically like a drunk for driver, any distance. Like, yeah. <laughs> but so you kind of need it pre-locked in. So um, yeah, that's for, the good thing about the two-track tape. Just spray it all over the two-track. Just yeah. one mono. I think he must have a custom head if he's not printing multi-track on that. But I think there. Yeah, I think Jack I White has so. a two. He has a two-track, two-inch. That's a custom head. Oh, right. That yeah, made. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's got the two-inch tape that plays just two tracks, or an inch per track. Well, he's got guides, hasn't it? There, there's a guide. There's a guide that it slots in. I just want to have a shout out yeah. for this comment, which was uh, you could, uh, and they just gave me an idea. Native Instruments could make sewing machiner, couldn't they? Which would uh, maybe have some sort of relevance to what we were talking about, or maybe not. It's a little <laughs> bit random. Um, before before, before we move on, that. I should really. Yeah, I should move. Um, okay, well, I, I'm just trying to think where to go next. I mean, you know, we 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 have limited topics, but they have, we've we've all got plenty to say on them. So I wonder, what, do we want to do we want to go? Uh, um, oh, I'm just trying to think. Do, I, I suppose the new Ni DJ hardware, while not necessarily in all, all our grooves, the fact that it's it is actually some new hardware from Native Instruments since all of the shenanigans with the, you know, the amalgamations and stuff. But it's, it's, it's kind of news. Well, maybe we'll briefly do that one. And I'm hoping when I press this button, it's bloody going to work this time. <laughs> no, it's not. Fantastic. It looks amazing. Oh, look at that. It does. Let's look at use that, that one piece instead. Of, that piece of software. Let's use oh. that one instead. I don't know yeah, what's no, going no. on here, but that's really, really annoying to me. And I are onto something good there. Yeah, they're on Twitter. Like there he there is. we go. There we go. And it's not that. We are. Right. Track to track. 
you've uh, remixed your videos. There we go. Yeah, it's it's new native instrument hardware. It's got ambient light and stuff, and it works with Tractor. I, I suppose the thing is, is the, like I say, the big news about this is the fact that native instruments have, have actually released some hardware. They've been quiet well, for what feels like a long time. There's been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes what with the kind of sound wide, and then actually that was a terrible brand name. Let's go to native instruments, which I would agree. Uh, and now, so we've got the... The Tractor DX4, I don't know if any of you guys DJ, but it all, we've done this before where we've covered DJ uh, controllers and we think that they get uh, actually some pretty good stuff. This is about 300 euros, $300, but the, the, and works with Tractor Pro 3, which is the Pro DJ software, which is only 89 quid, which seems like a pretty good uh, entry level sort of a price to enter to get into this sort of pro level of stuff. I don't know if anybody has anything much to say about it, but I think, you know, there are some interesting factors with this, aren't there, Alex? So off there the go. Are. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, what you said, which is the fact that it's just nice to see they're actually releasing things. Obviously, um, yeah, as you say, like Native Instruments is the name of Soundwide now. It's slightly obfuscated, but basically Francisco Partners, a private equity company, owns Native Instruments and Isotope and, um, you know, and so it's it's just nice to see they're actually releasing new things. So obviously, there's been a lot of sales and kind of things, that I guess, to generate revenue. Company's got to live. Um, but I, I'm not a DJ. I did ask a sort of anonymous, like, friend in the industry who is like is more of a DJ, kind of what they thought. And so I don't know, you know, I can't say who it is, but they were like, it, it's cool, but it's maybe not as exciting as it could have been in the sense that it doesn't seem like a complete sort of evolution of the Mark II. That's I'm passing on their words. I don't really know. Uh, but then I suppose I would, you know, playing devil's advocate, you don't want to mess what's good about an old piece of hardware. You just want to kind of evolve things. It'd be like Ableton completely changing live for version yeah, right. 12 or something. You know, it would be bad. So... Um, I guess, as you say, they'll, they'll make good stuff. They do make stuff. They know how to make things. And obviously, I'm just glad there are people there who are tasked with making cool new products. And I'm sure it, yeah. it, it looks good. I do like the new design and the look and the aesthetic, like the, the new branding, I would definitely say, was well overdue. Like, you know, when you get brands that, like, have new logos and stuff, like, you know, like Archeria, you know, changed their logo and stuff after many years. But I definitely think it was high time that NI changed their logo because it was super 90s. Um, <laughs> and so isn't, I just think it looks cool. It looks, I like the aesthetic of it. I like how it looks. And I'll let a DJ comment whether it's actually worth having. I don't think we've got any DJs, but we'll... <laughs> I, the other thing that's worth mentioning is the... Um, uh, they say this is the beginning of a series of new product announcements for the for the full. So that's going to be kind of interesting. I don't know. Have you ever had to DJ? I mean, and have you DJed with not vinyl and this kind of controller stuff? I mean, imagine, you know, being able to rock up with just your USB stick and your computer and, and something like this and, and having that kind of freedom must be pretty liberating if you are and have had to carry vinyl around for your entire life. It's a bit like playing a yeah. road, isn't it? You don't want to carry it anymore. I've had enough. No, no, by all means. Yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those things. I'm, I'm going to be playing live in uh, in a few days, Jesus. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to be doing it with my neighbour, Rob Berger, who's like, um, I never get a chance to play with him and, and we're taken out, you know, 
way too much stuff, including like first time I'm going to play out with like the a tape machine and the lo- a big long loop. Um, so yeah, I mean, I am. Oh, I was always envious of the DJs back in the day, like rocking up with nothing, getting more money than me, sounding louder, and then going home. Um, <laughs> probably deaf, but you know, that's the price you pay, isn't it, for DJing? Is that you? you lose your hearing so um if and i could fix the hearing loss maybe that's their that's the killer product they need well that's not a bad show <laughs> if they could and do I, and a, I monitor, a monitor, dj monitoring system that actually you know yeah. didn't hurt anybody you know that, yeah that's i mean that's that's the kind of the the that's the worry in it uh but you know that's me just being an old man and going oh what sure is but you yeah, really yeah. have to don't you it's you like really uh do. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I've used to use, I like those, that, that form factor though. I used to like make kind of Max for Live stuff. I, hopefully they've made it so that you can hack it. Because I used to do yeah. that with their old controllers and I, I, the Max control of them was really good. For, I used to control Eventide pedals with those slidey ones that had buttons on that were tractor controllers. And they were great, actually. They're really good size and, and, and you could get really deep with the customization. If they've put that in, I'll be, I'll be into it. Well, it would be like good that if they. Well, I mean, because I know with the uh, the S series keyboards, they only seem to sort of work with the uh, Native Instruments ecosystem. Yeah, that's a bit. Weird. And I don't, I don't know if like Tractor. I, I'm wondering if we've got the same sort of thing going on because being able to get in there and map. Because sometimes you know, it's the, the whole point about generic controllers is they'll end up in all sorts of places, and you probably sell totally. more of them. But I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben, I don't know if you've had to uh, DJ uh, with this kind of stuff, but it Comes seems like the, the controls they get great. They get great controllers djs and they're very because i th- i suppose yeah. because for from our point of view what's good about them is it's a fixed use case isn't it so you know we get controllers and it could do all sorts of different things whereas this is this is what you need for that specific job and maybe that's the key yeah yo absolutely i i dj'd a couple of times with vinyl i've never done cdjs actually and then it, i went down a tractor and ableton path because I saw all the minus artists, Richie Horton's label were doing it. It's like, I'll be like them. And that was too much. Um, had the Novation Nocturne, which is like a £69 yeah, small sound that. cat, about the size of the X1, actually. And that just had a fader on and I think two knobs either so side. EQ, EQ curate- kill switches, that sort of stuff, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of curating down, because I had a, the Behringer's at the BCR 2000. Uh, yeah. There's just loads mm-hmm. of knobs on it. And there's the fader one as well. And I had loads of different, like eight different beat repeat effects on the bench. It's like, I don't need every variation of timing grid beat repeat all on all these knobs, which I quickly realized at a gig. It's like, I'm just not going to touch this. So with that in mind, I think this looks good. And I think Alex made a key point that it doesn't want to completely reinvent the wheel. And for anyone that's got muscle memory on these controllers, I saw... Uh, signal sounds in the comments saying make sure the play button is in the same space it's like oh, it absolutely needs to be if someone's out DJing with the, the version yeah. 2 of this it, it needs to have at least some of that that's still the same so someone's not mashing point. on the stop you know instead of something else it looks just about the right amount of control I think thinking of being creative with a filter or two a couple of different effects um, and Tractor was always my favourite of the DJ softwares um, not that I used it much live or anything, but its effects were good. Um, even kind of 10 years ago, its effects worked well. Yeah, um, yeah it looks a nice I, size. 
I suppose the thing is that's really interesting. It's got, it's got, I think it's got like uh, five little OLED displays. And I think that's the thing that, we, you know, what we need in a MIDI control world is like a protocol that allows us to specify what we want to be seen on a screen. So, you know, that's why we get yeah. these integrations. I mean, that new SSL stuff, which, which kind of brings the metering in, you can see stuff on the screen. I mean, it all looks great, but how would you describe over MIDI or via, set, via, pro, you know, via setting up your controller, what you want to see on a screen and how you want it displayed. It's an, it, there's got to be, without, you know, without getting into having to do XML stuff, which is probably where you're going to have to do, to do that. I mean, that's like, what, but maybe that's the control. brand Clap of, was supposed to maybe do. Maybe that's... Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, Clap. Right, Clap. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, not returning to that man's song called The Clap, uh, which no, is excellent. But not. No, the, I the, thought, yeah, the, I was the, like, the, man, you're going the back. The plug-in protocol, man, you would bring that back. Back for The Clap. Yeah, the Clap, The Clap is supposed to do that. You, when you've got The Clap, yeah, yeah. you're supposed to <laughs> be able to... It, one of the things is it would declare all of the, the like, the, the knob names to the DAW, yeah. right? So maybe that's a way of doing it. And wasn't this also the whole thing of that? What was that Novation? You know, the Novation had their old, like, MIDI controller, Automat. like the silver... F yeah, like the silver one with Automap and stuff. That was what that was meant to do, wasn't it? But I never... But it I only had... Yeah, but it didn't have... A, all it had a, was a two-line two um, text display, whereas now with AMOLED, mm. we can kind of describe any shape that we want on it. And I suppose if we had that sort of stuff coming into just gen generic MIDI control, that would make be a game changer. I mean, I haven't heard the thing much uh, about this. Is the Yuhi project, uh, Yuhi and uh, Bitwig, or trying to kind of create this sort of standard that makes this kind? I suppose would make this kind of thing possible. But we just don't. This one of the big problems with MIDI display is. I mean, you get close with the uh, the knobs with the rings around them where you can see the values, but there may be other stuff that you want to see. You might want to see the patch name. You might want to see. I don't know, uh, the next patch mm. name you might want to see, you know, whatever. I mean, we don't, don't have an ability. To, we yeah. don't get this, do we? No, and that's you something don't that get we... A... Right. We need that. When you don't get that problem when you have a pouch filled with powder. That's, <laughs> that's where true. I wanted to go, is a native oh instruments oh pouch. <laughs> if they did the did native you... instruments pouch, I'm, I'm in. So, a leather what, pouch what... filled with a mysterious <laughs> powder. With, for all DJs, can all of, you know? Everyone agrees on that already. And then, like, what you happens know, if it bursts? Well, <laughs> we uh, yeah, obviously, we don't talk about that. And can you imagine the, the the levels of geekery we go to over like filter topologies? People are saying, oh, "I'm not using flour or bicarb. Baking soda's got the best bounce." <laughs> I think it's gunpowder. I think it's there's gunpowder involved, oh, okay. which makes it quite exciting. <laughs> what? Yeah. All I think is, I am just like this sort of. I'm, I'm not to be the old man again, but I just feel like I. I we, I feel like so many things we're doing, we're going, we're not going, we're not learning from that beautiful era where they were trying to get electronic music and sounds to fit in the orchestra. Because well, I don't know, I that's would, just I would argue, head, I would so. argue, uh, I've made two arguments, both happen to be French. Uh, uh, two sh well, one isn't actually, there's Touche, Roly, and, uh, well, the, the, the actual Touche yeah. and the Osmos. So there's, there are, there yeah, yeah, are, yeah, there yeah. are inroads and there True. is stuff happening and I think that's going to become more of a thing. But so, the Osmos, yeah. it sounds like general MIDI a little bit. Um, I mean, it doesn't have, doesn't give me goosebumps. You know, you've got to have, like, you've got to sonically have the goosebumps. 
And that's kind of like well, that. You know. I'm pretty good when I played it, but I think <laughs> it. I think you need to see a better demo. Then that's that's what. Yeah, I'm yeah, I've yeah, always felt it's, like, it's a bit sort of new agey. It sort of just sort of ends up being. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's really pan flutes. I think I think we've got one coming, um, which I hope to sort of explore a bit, and I think that that, that would be a challenge. Uh, yeah. I did a demo actually. I shot a demo at Superbooth. Uh, I forget the name that I spoke. That I think it was Arno actually, and he did a demo, and he was exploring more of the sound and saying, "Well, listen to some of these things," because I said, you know, one of the things that I notice is yeah. there's a certain metallic or not coldness but it, it feels it, it I, i'm sure it's capable of so much more but maybe it's quite hard to program those kind of sounds and he said well listen to these things and so uh, check out the demo ah. that we did at super booth there's a bit more yeah. going on there and it's a bit more interesting so i think I i'm just yeah i think i'm maybe just trying to deny that i probably just want one <laughs> so i'm just trying to think it's shit <laughs> but it's like actually, reasons yeah, not to. it's really good that's probably all i need is that yeah. be like it's amazing <laughs> this probably is incredible yeah, <laughs> yeah. next I week i think it's learning to Jamie play it as well isn't yeah. it yeah yeah <laughs> it's learning yeah. to play the thing in my hands it would probably sound terrible because i don't have that expression in my fingers it's not an instrument well, it's not been done before. I've certainly played piano chords before and wobbled fingers around, which is the guitarist in me trying to add vibrato that's not there. <laughs> but there, there'll yeah. be no finesse to that when I move to a full polyphonic MPE instrument. So it's, it's learning to play the thing, I think, would be totally. the issue more than anything else. My ability what? would definitely be lacking. Well, I think the thing, that, the thing that's quite interesting, and I think this is what made the big difference, I don't, Alex, you've played one, you probably agree, the Roly is extremely expressive, but a lot of the expression is to do with fing lateral finger movement, which is really hard to adjust your playing style, whereas the Osmos mm. is all about the, the expression of the release and the touch velocity, so it's... It, it it feels you know the the linearity the way that you apply your fingers to it is much more familiar i mean i i i played i've got a little i've got the osmos uh, the little one uh, not the osmos the roly little one and i thought that was great but it's really you know you play it for any period of time and you you make your fingers do things that you want the sound to do and it really bloody hurts after a while you know it and that's because <laughs> i mean obviously i'm not practiced because these muscles between your fingers that is quite is not something you're doing a lot yeah. whereas you're doing much more of that mm. and your fingers so and the true. articulation is much more developed i don't know how you felt about it but but yeah, you may be right. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's like for me, the way that it responds is how I imagined or wanted the Roly to respond. In the sense that with the Roly, as you were kind of getting at, is like it's a bit like uh, you know you basically have to push kind of hard on the Roly for it to start responding. Mm. And it's similar to when you get keyboards that have like mono aftertouch that isn't terribly well implemented and doesn't have the, however it's pronounced, hysterisis like or switch. whatever. You know, the, yeah. It's the on or it, off. It, yeah. Basically on or off is always, it's never good. And so what the, what the, the Osmos does is that initial pressure, it responds even with the slightest touch. And I, I, to, cool. to Jamie's point about the sound, it, it's the Harkin, you know, Egan Matrix. So I think it, it, it's, you know, I would be, I definitely wouldn't draw any conclusions about its sonic prowess or, you know, whether it's a new yeah. age thing based on presets, because it's just like when people, you know, I've seen Sorry, this, but yeah. like, you know, people commenting on videos on like the Archeria Polybrute going, it sounds a little bit thin and brittle. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, mate, no, it it's doesn't. a synth. <laughs> it's a synth. And so you With can make it filter. sound different. <laughs> if you, if you change the knob settings into different places, it won't sound like that anymore. And it's, 
I know that synths yeah. have an eight character, but everything's pretty broad these days. There's nothing I think that is modern that is, unless we're talking about really wacky things, that is so like, you know, designed into a box that it can only really do that. Like, you know, I think we have to have a bit yeah. of imagination go to these things. But the, again, talking about interface, you know, as we were saying before, I definitely think the Osmos is a step forward in terms of interface. It will, it does definitely allow you to kind of um, swell notes in a way that isn't possible as well as the bending of bowing and you can also yeah. you can constrain that bending of each individual key to, yeah. to eat just well i think the smallest is like a quarter of a semitone and what, the best is that the highest value is 96 semitones for each bend which is <laughs> Real, yeah. real, yeah. That's exciting. real sort of stuff. That's challenging. Challenging technique there, I'd imagine. <laughs> yes. But no, fair no, enough. I, I, sh I, I do. I shouldn't poo-poo the sound engine. I mean, you know what? It made me think I would love to hear the, the Messian played by six mm -hmm. people playing the Osmos. Because theoretically, although you can't do the ring stuff with it, a lot of that Messian stuff is playing the keyboard, it seems like. Uh, that would be nice and of course the missing element there are the speakers and that's the thing if yeah. you'd play and that's why uh, at Superbooth I suddenly thought oh I shouldn't talk about this because I was at Superbooth playing the continuum and having an amazing time and thinking why am I having such a good time playing this I used to play this down at Schneider's and not really get into it and then I realized it was coming out of the speaker it was coming out of one of those resonating speakers. Ah yeah. Like the well, like, things. This is this is it this that that speaker made it so much more compelling and i was like oh probably with the with this other with the osmos if it was coming out of one of those i'd be like now nah, hang on that's that's more like it I just need to move yeah. some air and get it out of the digital domain and like that's half the time that's usually a quick fix it's and I'm true. Like, oh, i, I mean, love it now <laughs> but i think so. but i think the inter the, the, i mean not to labor the point too much the thing that's quite is some of the early demos of the osmos i think we shot our oh, gaz was filming it with uh chris christoph i think he's called the christoph. main demo guys and and he just did a demo which was literally one finger and it's one finger yeah. and it's sort of you could imagine if that one finger you know, was was to picture that would be expressive enough to sort of convey whatever emotion was needed. It, you know, it, it is literally a soundtrack in one go because of the amount of expression yeah, and dynamic range you can put in. And you're moving through the patches and the sounds. Each patch in the Osmos is not really sort of, it's not like a piano and a bass. It's like, this is a complete instrument in its own right. If it's programmed right, you know, you're going through, you're transitioning through a whole number of like, different major sound points that are not just that initial patch so it's, i think I'm, I'm really looking forward to trying it. unfortunately i think it's going to arrive while i've still got this on which might be a bit challenging because <laughs> That's, this is my this is my right hand so yeah i'll i'll do the dead what's it like for a for a broken wrist yeah well that will be the test anyway sorry um um i don't how are you all fixed for time i feel like um um I feel like we've gone, uh, we've gone over, but I, I'm quite happy to, to stick around. I don't know how, how you are. You I'm okay for a bit, or should we? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Now, well, I always do we this, Nick. Do... I always start shit talking something, and then I just always leave going, "Why was I so negative?" <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that gets fixed, like, Jamie. Take... <laughs> Does it? Different oh, it's true. Or... Yeah, I yeah, could yeah, be like yeah, Vivek yeah, Ramaswamy or something. I'd be just be like, "Yeah, no, and no, I'm not definitely not into into that." I, but I, I do have. I do, it is an honest concern of mine, though, with the Osmos. I wanted to just love it 
and just think this is the future. But I have had, sincerely, a problem with the sound. So, I mean, I am voicing a legitimate concern. Like, but I, at the same time, the expressivity, as I've been trying to coax from this little modular thing, I've loved it because I can feel, and I think all of us in the modular world, we are, CV is superior because it's instant and like that's a big deal you know like with this on like that that interface it, you can tell when they're playing that it is so connected to their body like i have a hard time imagining even with the best modern interfaces that you can get that direct control but i need to play it and then i can just shut up <laughs> but I'm, i think I it's that time it. thing as well yeah it, it's just back to that you know talking my ability on one would be would be rubbish it, I don't mean to dumb it down so much, but it's a bit like saying, oh, I picked a violin up in a charity shop today and God, it sounded awful. It's like, well, they do. <laughs> the first note you try and play out of a violin or a trumpet that requires a certain amount We're of technique ceremony. to get that first note. Totally yeah, anything that doesn't, Aunt's you know, or like guitar, that. like not having a buzzy, horrible sound playing a note on a yeah. guitar the first time. Yeah, I don't know if some of it is is that, and I think some of the electronic instruments they're really spoilers. You know, take a Yororak oscillator and filter, and it's immediate just wow, 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 and it just sounds great. And it just, it's almost this false sense of being good at what you're doing, I think. I've certainly had a lot of that myself. Like, this sounds oh, amazing. Yeah. And it's like, no, really. It, it just sounds better than if you were to play it, one no, what on it, a guitar. What it does is it, feel, it feels amazing. Mm. I think there's a, that's possibly what, what, yeah. what we're, we're talking about. And, that's and I think some of that sound. Using. Yeah, talking about the, um, is it Vox Deluffier? I forget the name of the, the soundboard. Mm -hmm, yeah. That's, um, yeah. I don't think that's been captured well in a demo yet. Like, you know, it being mic'd up and then being presented as an online demo. It's like, all right, gives it a bit of a colour. It's a bit like running a, you know, just an impulse response of a space or complex EQ curve. But then in person, it's such a different thing to an actual speaker. It's great. And they do just feel yeah. good. I don't know if it just wants that pairing. Certainly, if you're looking for that whole instrument, you'll need the gong resonator and everything next, Jamie, to go the whole hog. <laughs> and uh, well, Sounds the, like and we're getting into new age one. treatments here. <laughs> yeah, the spring. Well, but, yeah, but have, have you heard the um, the Messian? Have you heard that stuff I'm talking about? Six, six. No, ones, I, 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 I must. It's some of the best electronic music I've ever heard. It is unbelievable. It is so moving. Jamie, and I'm like, what? What does the like yeah. ring on the on that note do? You know, there's, I know well, there's, the, there's that little like pouch, our dirty little pouch, and then there's like the key. But uh, help me understand what the like the ring and the keyboard. How do they work together? Right. What do they let you do? Well, the keyboard is totally separate from the ring, uh, but the ring is just basically a free. Uh, it, it's just like where your finger is in space. Basically, is tracking your finger in a mechanical it's a way. modulation source, right? Well, no, it's the pitch. The ring. It's the pitch. Right. So it is just the pitch. If you go higher, it's a higher note. If you go to the right, it's a higher note. And then, but then it has little dents in like a little board so your finger can find specific notes and then it will depress into the little hole and then you'll be in a C, say. So you could kind of, it has little, and then you can like wobble your finger and then there's your vibrato, you know? So it's, rather than it being like a C board, it's just like infinitely just free. It has like guides essentially. It's not like the Troutonian, but I suppose it's kind of related in that it's free conceptually. And then, but you do have a keyboard and the keyboard does have a left to right wobble. 
you can do vibrato yeah. you could have done vibrato on that keyboard in 1938 so wow. it's not a new concept but like that but what is amazing and when you hear the messian is just the dynamics of the playing it's just awesome it's like I, it made me so sad in a way i was like we've already gone pouch. backwards in some yeah yeah it's in the pouch and i'm like seriously i had a thought idea with that with the interaction of sand i had this idea before thinking could you touch like moss or like something that feels really good and make that be the controller <laughs> like um you know obviously people like vlad soma he's on that you know with those brass yeah. buttons and like yeah. i love that kind of stuff i love it mm. i mean and playing this pulsar with those two metal plates pretty good actually could be better like i i wanted the like the make noise you know pressure points to be more responsive but i i never liked it what's better for that ben like you know what's really instant on that kind of mm. metal toucher well those it, it, there's people in different areas with the make noise pressure points and it's not just them any um yeah. conductive pad reacts the same in certain countries where they're just like i can't get it to work and then lots of people will be like i'm also in belgium and i cannot get it to work whereas it, totally. whether it's a humidity thing or skin or people having to lick fingers to then touch conductive pads i'm not sure you know, yeah. you know, yeah. I lick my fingers what, for the quadrant swarm. Did you, oh, like, is that yeah. hell? Yeah, same tech. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those are really hard to press, aren't they? It's like a real wallet. For me, I've got to really like, shove my finger on those things. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just thought, ah. Oh. To tell you what, though, the, the ones on the Pulsar are brilliant. The, the, I mean, obviously, they're great. Vlad's, Vlad's got it, you know. Vlad could totally do this. Well, Vlad the, the sensitivity... The the sensitivity of the Terra is very, very sensitive. Yeah, uh, the only it. thing that yeah. I would find that I find really uh, quite difficult is because each patch you can set the uh, the key the buttons to have completely different pitch intervals and different <laughs> whatever. It's almost impossible to learn how to Hard play to learn, because yeah. each time is different. And, and one thing that that I didn't that I thought they missed a trick on, which they sort of addressed, was the ability to basically apply the same scale, which might suit your playing ability, you know, your playing style, to the, all mm. twelve. And every time you change patches, that is automatically applied. But you can't do that. What totally. you could do is you have to store a patch somewhere else. You load a patch, then you bring your, you load the scale, and then you'd have to resave it. It's it's a it's just. It's a little thing, but it, it's it, it, yeah. that needs to be set at a kind of global level, so that you could just go right. Okay, I've got my head around how to play an octave or whatever it is. I maybe have two shapes that I want to use here, so it would be a bit like having a bar, uh, a, a, a capo on your guitar. So you know, one would be one thing, one would be another, but ultimately, you know, those. You, so you can fly a bit more, and you can immediately learn some muscle memory because that's that's yeah. really hard otherwise, and that's the thing that was I think was a bit problematic with it yeah. for me um because i never if vlad would well, release a stone if he would just release a stone a bit like a <laughs> mouse shaped stone for your left hand there would just be volume with the cv out on it i totally love that that's that's the kind of missing thing that's the volume control with extreme vladified insanity where it's just like yeah. wildly sensitive it would be so cool there's nothing like it and it would that oh, would be funny. you could you could jet that into every system that you had that was cb controllable <laughs> forget MIDI and all that nonsense you don't want to you don't want to mess you could with have MIDI. 12 mice for your zile desk you could have 12 <laughs> mice all lined up under your channels on the desk 
they're stones. They're right. like they're well, little... if the stone if the stones were made out of something extremely uh, Stone I don't know, radioactive, then they something. would generate their own CV. <laughs> <laughs> now you're thinking. Not sure that's a good idea. Or just lick the stone. What are you doing? Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but, right. I mean, I, but no, no, that appeals, though, because another thing that's so wrong, I think, in modern design is we just touch plastic all the time. It's shit. Like, you know, on the piano, you're touching a beautiful, you know, oh, actually, that's a bit of a well, contentious Depends on thing, the piano. But, you know, <laughs> you can't uh, say ivory, will you? <laughs> oh, yeah, dead no, elephant. Yeah, it's lovely, well. nice. We should bring or back, no? <laughs> Here's me with my controversy again. Yeah, but, um, but no, but the stone and the brass and the wood, you know, another thing that Vlad's on, I wholeheartedly agree. It's, it's nice, and you can quote me on this, to touch the wood. <laughs> okay, right. I think this is probably a good point for me to think about wrapping things up, just purely because uh, <laughs> it's it's about that time, and I've, I I can't yeah. take any more technical failures. I've just had. I know what it was. Basically, the way that I have to set the thing up, I forgot there was one step in, and so all the all the videos weren't mapped to the right topics. My mistake. Beg your pardon. Uh, but anyway, um, so Jamie, what, we love what's, that about well, you, Nick. Well, you know, that's, I, I wanna, we, that's I always been your charm. Well, you know, been one yeah, of your well, sort of slightly bungling incompetence, yeah. Not well, sure no, it's relatable, isn't it? You know, you don't want all this, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it Slick. makes you real in a, yeah, in a digital you. age. I'll, I'll take that. So um, now you're full-time, Alex. Uh, we're, we're, this is the sort of wrap. Where, what's, what's next for you uh, before we say goodbye? Have you got, uh, got what's, what's coming up <laughs> on take the Take all go back to bed for the, you know, uh, so... <laughs> yeah, like, oh, what's next? Basically, um, I am creating a new podcast episode. Uh, Why We Bleep with Rival Consoles will be published tomorrow, I hope. So subscribe right. to Why We Bleep, you know, like... It's please, very good. Yeah. And please... Excellent. Thank you, mate. Um, your podcast isn't bad either. <laughs> and uh, no. so, yeah, that, and please join my Patreon. Uh Please join my Patreon. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, videos. I've actually got I've got some like fun toys and things coming up. Doing a demo of this. I sort of this is kind of an What's authorized that? leak. This is so this is a Eurorack synth, uh, but but this thing, no that thing, which is the Plum Audio Adver. So it's been a thing which has sneakily been in a few videos that I've done, which isn't released or announced. It's basically like a multi-mode uh, Roland-y style filter with like lots of clever, like uh, Plum Audio do all these things with clever, cons like dual concentric pots. Uh, like he makes a Platts mm. like clone in there, but Adver is basically like a multi-mode Roland style filter. And it's in that uh, Eventide H90 video I did, the whole sequence. And basically he's got like a, a 3U, I know, yeah, yeah, 3U and a 1U version. I'm going to do a demo of that oh. next week. So, okay. which should be fun. Want to look a bit at of Roland stuff. And there's just, yeah, I've, I'm really consider myself fortunate to be able to do this as a job. God knows if I can make it work long term, but um, yeah, I hope I can. Thanks. You've been missed, man. You've things. been missed. Yeah, I've learned so much from you, as of people oh, like James you. Blake and so forth. Do you know what I mean? Like you, that you, you and Ben like are like that's the top of the mountain for me in terms of like I've learned a tremendous amount from the two of you. So like when I saw you both on here, I'm just big fans of the two of you. Like your demos are so so good. 
and I've really missed Thank them. You. They were like I used to just like instant click. So like it's good to. By uh, the way, I will also back, put that man. back at you, which is that if you don't watch Jamie's videos on his YouTube channel, because you may just be like, oh, he's just a podcaster. But Jamie's done like you did that video about the what's that delay that you probably got next to you, but. There's just a sensational video in your Echo studio of that thing, which is you put more effort into that than <laughs> like the last 10 videos that I've made. So it's sort of people, I think they sleep on your YouTube channel. We talked about titles and thumbnails. You've got to work that. Oh, man. Got to work angry. You probably just get yeah. a load of this, your negativity into your videos. You get loads more clicks. <laughs> but, uh, there you yeah, go, you, man. You want to work on <laughs> your yeah, thumb, yeah, neg that. negative thumbnail, your, oh, your thumbnail God. negative face. Oh, yeah, no. maybe that'll work. Absolutely. It's well, just me. And then, yeah. 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 No. Hey. Anyway, well, thanks Alec, for you, no, Ben. I've got those little rails up in the roof, so I've got and I've got little. Oh, I don't know. If people know this. This is something that on, on that kind of. I know, I'll make it quick. But um, you can. Oh, can I do a roving cam? Hang on. Yeah. Go um, on. Let's have a look. Don't break anything. Here we go. Um, I don't know if you can see. That's just the track lighting or whatever. Yeah. But in, in track, and then I don't know. Can you see? There's the. The thicker rail. <laughs> There's like one of the rails oh, is right. thicker than the others. It's like right. basically I just put a, a dowel, a big sort of um, circular doweling right. rod kind of thing there to grip onto. But then in those track lights, of course, you can you can you can throw um, power. You can like click a little power plug in there. So that was yes, that was your idea true. then to have have power on the roof, not just like things on the roof but power up on the roof and that track lighting gives you power on the roof and yeah, like that yeah, and handy. then you get light and power so that's a little bit of a you know a quick yeah you could get actually i should put you can get little adapters which will give you uh, a, an ac outlet but you have to watch out for yeah. the, the rating of the whole power because obviously that, that has to be able to handle uh without catching yeah, if you fire. get yeah if you get greedy <laughs> yeah i suppose you could you could get a little bit crap but with led lights they're taking nothing are they so unless you're no i don't know what you'd have to drive to put a heater on yeah, there don't, i mean don't, the heat, put, don't put the there. heater up there yeah don't put the heater or maybe the xyle desk <laughs> uh, well, well ja Not i mean i guess we'll come to you obviously jamie um the, it's lovely to have you uh, if you haven't checked out jamie little music check out the uh hanging out with audio files podcast which you're back Thanks, on because i think while you were in the middle on, of your yeah. studio kind of set up you were oh, yeah you, took a massive to break for, i felt so guilty yeah. it's funny isn't it because i got the patreon as well and all of that which you're not feeding and that's part of the thing of the youtube thing for me is just like i like to do them in away it drives me absolutely bonkers i don't know how you guys make the youtubes it's absolutely it's obscene making them i find but um yeah i just can't i i kind of make one and go never again and then like a few weeks go past a month and i'm like maybe though if i if i were maybe i should do just one more and then i'm sort of back on the train so like there another reason no one watches my youtube videos is because they come out like once every three months or something you know and i'm not feeding the blooming algorithm yeah well, so well, like um not if slapping the algorithm if it's any consolation the uh the frequency is no longer uh really the algorithm feed so it's about all about quality and engagement um mm. so not this one, not, this i mean one. to be honest though i just like to point out i i have no interest in feeding algorithms i mean obviously we try and do what we do i mean it's really you know but you do it at your own pace that's fine you know yeah. so just carry on doing it Jamie, and do, do thank whatever. you yeah yep yep and you know got a little bit of a live show and uh you know I'm just loving, yeah, being in this studio and, and seeing you all, you lovely folks. Thanks for having me nice. on board and with my... You're more uh, you than know, welcome. More than welcome. With my negativity. And Ben, 
What's what's next for you then, Ben? What's what, what have you got coming up? I'm sure you must have some vids coming up. You're going to be at Mach Machina Britannica, yeah. 30th of September as well, right? Yeah, just a quick shout for power in the roof. That's an absolute godsend. A couple of power outlets in the roof, in the ceiling rather. Yeah, Machina Bristronica, um, it developed into me having a stage. So there's a series of, I think, seven interviews. There's a DivKid stage outside by food and drink tents outlet. Oh, nice. Cats, I think. Um, so there'll be, I think, seven 30-minute chats. I'm hoping we get all the video from it. But, of course, if you're there, come along and say hi. 30-minute uh, chats with different brands. I'm going to try and make them not just gear demos. They might be, you know, people bringing gear and talking, but just general, I want to know about the concepts and what people are working on and just general ideas from those brands. Mm. Um, I'll be at Knobcon next week over in Chicago. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, say hello to Jim. Jim, our is, guy Jim. Jim's going to be there. So uh, he'll, Yeah, he'll Jim Harewood. Yeah. Yeah, Knobcon for the first time. The dates haven't worked out for eight years or more now i've never been able to make that event work so that should be a fun one um and i went up to see instrual up in glasgow last weekend um working on some new bits they're working on an incredible amount of new things regardless of any input from me um but i'd filmed a little instro hq tour they have a phenomenal facility alongside simon from subsign academy who i believe's come in and done some ableton videos Simon Stokes. Nick. I've certainly seen yeah, you. Yeah, we're, yeah, I think we're shooting a video Simon with together. him um, next month, actually. Yeah, we're going to do another one. So, yeah. Yeah. Great I mean, day. they've got his personal studio, Jason's personal studio, band rooms, obviously all the assembly and production and development for Instro. It's a phenomenal space. So we did a bit of a studio walk around, which should be out soon. I don't think we're going to time that for any um, specific new releases or anything they might have to be a little bit of who we'll just blur that corner if you're going to put that video up this month yeah. but um yeah that and the new bjorak video new module which is what i'm shooting there oh, yeah. wrong way around Excellent. you kind of see the the, the the pod of creation if you like um in the new bafaco case which is very nice um mm. yeah loads to do We've just got loads of videos to do and catch up with and i need to go around to alex's give him a big squeeze now he's close enough oh, yes, to do please. so. How long does Excellent. it take you to make videos? <laughs> How long does it take you guys to make videos? Just ages? Yeah. I mean, long, speaking, speaking for myself, it depends, on, it depends on the product. Yeah, like, um, like, it's different now, obviously, having the day to work on stuff. So I've kind of not done one from scratch here. But, like, I would spend... It depends what it is. I think half the problem is that, you know, you, you say yes to doing a video about some lowly Eurorack module, and then when you actually pay attention to it, you're like, oh, my God, this, like, one Eurorack module is like a whole instrument in and of itself and you have to basically yeah. like learn menus and what it's good for and yeah so it can take it can well, take a long here's time, a top but... tip never agree to a, to review a workstation that was something i learned very long time <laughs> good like yeah. no no that's a whole ecosystem like the idea of reviewing something like that would just be a nightmare i would almost refuse or i'd be like well we'll just do one very specific aspect of it yeah that's the way um, to do so it. yeah it takes it takes a long time it takes like streamlining things and having things set up because as all of us who've done this know but if you've ever tried to make a video it's just the simple fact of getting you know the camera in the right place getting your clean sd card oh, getting man. your light in the right place getting your sound connected getting your table right oh christ the angle's slightly wrong hang on uh, that's it that's it that you know get and then you're like right okay recording clap and it's just like by the time you've done that it's like 
12 p.m. or 12 a.m. and you're just like, I don't feel like being like, hey, guys, particularly. <laughs> so it's, it's really ah. hard. Uh, but these are the things why doing it in the daytime, I hope, will be a revolution for myself personally. But as I said earlier, like, you need that space, you need a studio, you need it to be trust and ready to go and just make your life easier. But it is hard, uh, but it's, it's fun making videos, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's fun to be excited, yeah, you know, well, to be enthusiastic. Depends, and also, to be fair, it depends how uh, scripted and how produced you're going. I mean, we've taken the path of we have real-time communication and we communicate in real-time. We're not making feature films you know we're not trying to make you know really hugely homely uh, crafted and scripted things because those are things are a different set of skills so you know it's like this 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 we've just made an hour or so of content and we didn't really plan anything you know i mean it could have gone maybe smoother but if you're doing it not in real time and you would then i would edit all of those bits out and it would all be fine and so you know it's just a question of how you approach it and yeah learning the equipment can take the long time because sometimes you learn something and you just go there's just too much here to do so what do i what path should i take through this i need to find an angle where i can go this is how i can demonstrate i think what are the key features here's something i don't like i'm not going to cover everything maybe you know you know whatever those, those are the sort of things that, that uh, yeah well exactly i mean yeah. he's got a very structured thing and, and you know jamie your videos that you do you know you're that's probably why they take so long because you're being mm. very filmic about them and you're creative. trying to make them into a, you know creative and that's fine and what you know the, the early reviews that I used to do, I would re reinvent the wheel every time. It's And it was like, yeah, yeah no, I can't do that every time. Totally. I haven't got it in me. I, I just can't. Whereas if I could just go, here's me talking, and this is, you know, yes, it's the same shot, and these shots are the same <laughs> shot. But really, the star of the show is the gear, you know, so therefore, I don't have to, you know, maybe go You know, so it does make me think about a futuristic camera that's just like a drone camera, so that every time you want to do a shot, Follows it just you goes, go there, shoot this from above. You know the angle I like. Great, just hold it there. And well, like, they do exist. It's just how much money have you got? You know, all <laughs> yeah, that stuff yeah, is yeah. out there. But you want a person, ideally, don't you? You want that really good yes, assistant, exactly. Effectively, that's exactly that could just right. be like, get get the shoulder, get the shoulder angle on this. We're going to jam on this bit of gear. I think about depends that. Depends on it's exactly time. what. Yeah, yeah. It's all, all the missing that, things like, physical, when we're jamming. Mechanical, yeah. yeah, yeah. That kind of physical admin of the whole thing, but then. I'm guilty of going so far down a rabbit hole of, you know, if you're demoing a filter, it would be just as interesting of a video and shorter and have much better engagement to just go, let's just have some fun and make bass lines on this filter mm. and it sounds great rather than here's every single thing I can think of doing with a filter, including 25 minutes on sub audio processing and slewing modulation signals. That's kind no, of fun in a geeky technical way. But that's why you come back to your station all the time because, like, you know, you can get that video from just a kid who doesn't have any knowledge, but you bring the knowledge, and that's the thing. Like, the amount of times I've thought, oh, I've totally forgotten how the muck slicer works. I'm just going to watch Ben's video. Then, like, instantly. It Depends on what you're trying back, to do, so though. I love that stuff. Because yeah. you say, you know, a kid could just do it, but if that kid's really musically talented and engaging. Yeah, and yeah no, sure, sure. Okay, kind of, it doesn't matter if they've got, you Not know, to so take they're away all from just. That, but yeah yeah that, well 
But yeah, that's I, the other thing. The, the other I, takeaway I would say is more often the music will speak more volumes than any words can. And but sometimes you know I see I see people yeah. in our comments saying yeah. stop talking and just play the thing. And I say well you're you're I think what you're mistaking it, this for is a demo. This is a review. They're not the same thing. You know. But mm. so it, they're, they're yeah, just, I mean YouTube the invention of YouTube's like chapter markers I think was kind of. There's actually like a genuinely yeah. massive UI improvement for the entire site. Like, because that then, I feel like chapter yeah. markers make it okay to be a bit <laughs> totally. indulgent is the wrong word, but just to go on a tangent and just be yeah. like, right, I'm really going to get into this thing because don't worry, you can skip ahead if you, and you can see where to skip. I feel lost if I go on a video that doesn't have chapter markers across it. So yeah. I think that's that makes it justifiable and and yeah everyone i ever talked to or whenever i asked people they were always like put more in but you know like i watched andrew huang's video about the transit and even though he's like you know all i'm gonna do is just gonna throw it up on screen real quick and show you it but he like it's so well done like if you actually really pay attention to how he takes you through all of the various features in a way i'm like did you script this and plan it? Like, because you've yeah, really carefully absolutely. done it. You've presented it so easy breezy, really well crafted and thought out. And it's just those little things that are very hard to do well. Like, you know, Definitely. with the luxury of time, I hope I can try and condense it down because as i said before like if i had more time i'd have made it shorter and i think that's definitely true is like it's it's a lot harder to make a short video on youtube than it is a long Succinct. one so yeah my hats God, go off to those who can youtube shorts instagrams bloody hell that's <laughs> really yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally yeah. agree. Anyway, folks, it's been lovely. I mean, I know Thanks we could talk, us. we could talk forever, and it's I, I would love to, but uh, I've got to get home, and uh, um, <laughs> and I'm sure that you've got other stuff to do as well because you're very busy people. So, thanks, folks. That has been a great Thank one. You. I want to say thanks to everybody in the chat for joining us and uh, all our sponsors and all of that thing. But uh, for now, I think we'll say that was Sonic Talks seven six nine. We'll Thanks, see you next everyone. week. Don't forget the our live event on September the eighth. See you later. Take care now. Bye-bye. Yep,